Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our big island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 630 and on B93, B97 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime online at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by Parker School and by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. For the next four weeks, you may hear Island Conversations on the radio on Sundays on the Big Island of Hawaii at KWXX and on B97, B93, and then the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. You may also find Island Conversations wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, and you may also find the podcasts at kwxx.com and at b97hawaii.com. During this last week, I had the opportunity to talk story with our mayor-elect, Mitch Roth. And as always, Mayor-elect Roth had a lot to say. So today is part one. Next week will be part two of my conversation with mayor-elect Mitch Roth. Welcome, mayor-elect Mitch Roth. Aloha, Sherry. I am delighted to have you here. And I wanted to mention that my very first interview for, at the time it was Island Issues, now it's Island Conversations. My very first interview, the first December Sunday in 2004, was with then Mayor Harry Kim. I'm going to be retiring at the end of December, and I am so happy that I get to have one of my final interviews with you, our incoming mayor for Hawaii County. So thank you for making the time at what I know is a super busy time. Thank you for everything that you've done, Sherry, and I'm, I'm sad to hear that you're retiring. I think you'll be back. In some form or another. So you sound like my husband. (laughs) (laughs) You're still a little bit young. Well, I will be involved in, in some way. You know, this is my home, and involvement in our community is so important for everybody. But let's get to you, Mayor-elect Mitch Roth. <laughs> you have announced a number of appointments, and Monday, December 7th, is your day to be inaugurated, and that's tomorrow as we air this. Any additional appointments you would like to mention? Uh, yes, we have one more for research and development, and that will be someone who you know, Doug Adams. Really? Doug Adams. Very good. I know Doug Adams, and I know that he was military, and he's been very involved in the community. Why did you select him for research and development? Well, the way Doug thinks, he helped on our transition team, but he also interviewed. And one of the things that we did for all of our candidates is we put them through a panel. The panel interviewed them, didn't give me the ability to put my foot on the gas or on the brake for any of them. They interviewed several people for research and development, and Doug was their top pick. Doug's been a friend of mine for a long time, so I know that he knows my vision. He supports that vision. He's been helping me throughout the campaign as well. And so I was really very happy to have him selected by this group of people that weren't really on my campaign and just trying to pick the best people possible. So I'm very happy with with that pick. Research and development is a really critical job. And I think in the past 20 years, research and development probably hasn't been utilized to its best use. That's sort of using the same word twice in a sentence. But (laughs) now in this pandemic time, we definitely need some research and development input. And Doug's really good about getting information. He's really good about managing people. And, you know, one of the things we talked about is there's a lot of really good people at research and development. I think in the last four years, they may not have had the opportunity to really do 
um, what that department is really there for. You know, they've been responding to first a lava and earthquake incidents, and now with COVID, a lot of their time has been taken away. For me, one of the big things that we're looking at for research and development is finding grants, making sure that our businesses are successful, making sure that people have information that we can bring the film industry here. So there's a whole bunch of things that we're looking at with research and development moving forward. Before we leave appointments, a lot of the people you have appointed to positions are from this county, but you've appointed for the Department of Environmental Management a man named Ramsey Mansour, who's currently the Division Chief of Wastewater Treatment and Disposal for the City and County of Honolulu. And I know that wastewater is a totally critical function that's been, I won't say ignored, but a lot of the previous county mayors for the last, I'd say, 20, 30 years have not dealt with some of the key issues, probably because it's expensive. But another part of that Department of Environmental Management that's critical is solid waste. And that's something that's been very visible to people in the last, I'd say, three years. The solid waste, either green waste or the transfer stations, close unexpectedly without notice. Sometimes it's because they say equipment is broken or it's not in the right place, or sometimes the people, for whatever reason, can't come to work. So does your pick for environmental management check those boxes as well? Are we going to get some possibly positive changes in solid waste as well as wastewater? Absolutely. You know, um, we had several people that applied for solid waste and uh, DEM, Department of Environmental Management. Um, And we had some really, really great choices. And Ramsey really ticked off all the boxes. Not only does he have experience in running a large wastewater system for Honolulu, he's got over 30 years of experience in also solid waste. He Uh, And talking to some of the people on the Kona side that are really familiar and have been really advocates of making changes with our wastewater system, Uh, people like Dr. Rick Bennett, they're enthused uh, with Ramsey because he, I think Rick Bennett put it, that he's not stuck on what traditional thinking is. He can think outside the box and come up with other ideas. He's able to see the bigger picture. When I have sat down with him as we went through the, the Department of Environmental Management and he was talking to people that were there, it was really interesting watching that conversation because it quickly became apparent that he really knows what he's talking about. And when they put up the problems, he was able to say, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Time and time again, you know, one of the things that we're looking at is going after grant funds aggressively. And we have some really great opportunities. I know that he's working with someone on a deputy director position. We cannot mention who that person is. But I was able to talk to both of them about opportunities, and they see opportunities out there. Not only are they looking at the problems, but they're also finding the opportunities. And I, I really have a lot of hope that not only can we fix what's going on at Kealakehi, but also what's going on in Ka'u. You know, we're under federal mandates for our wastewater systems. He was actually one of the people that wrote the thesis on solid waste. And so one of the questions is, why did you close your landfill? Why did you cover it at this time? There was 
a whole bunch of other options that we could have done, but once you covered it, it kind of constricts us. And so he looked at that and said, well, that's just an opportunity that we have to look at something else. And, you know, we started talking about the different opportunities. And I'm really excited. I, probably one of the people I'm most excited about bringing on is, is Ramsey. Just sitting and listening to him and watching him communicate with people in those fields and seeing people like a Dr. Rick Bennett get excited. that That's <laughs> exciting to me. Well, if Dr. Rick Bennett, who I call... Mr. Knows Everything About Wastewater, or let's say Doctor Knows Everything About Wastewater and isn't afraid to share, if he thinks Ramsey is the guy, then that is a really good sign. Because Rick has been quite critical of the way the county has handled wastewater for good reason. I mean, I keep asking about this. Right now, the wastewater from the Kealakehe Wastewater Treatment Plant is dumped into a hole in the ground right next to the Kona Police Station. Not good. So, great. Thank you so much, Mayor-elect Mitroth. That sounds very positive. Ramsey and his wife were here last week and had a chance to sit down and actually came over and met with Rick. Oh, gosh. And uh, (laughs) pretty much spent the day on the Kona side looking at different things. And it was kind of interesting hearing some of the, the things that were being brought up. And Ramsey was able to bring up, you know, well, why aren't we doing this and why aren't we doing that? So I'm, I'm excited. That's I'm great. excited to see that there are solutions. You know, the big problem is money. Of course. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars. But they're also looking at solutions for that, too. And I have reason to have great hope in what's going to happen there. Good, good, good. Now, Mayor-elect Mitroth, one of the things that people on the Kona side of the island have been very concerned about for the past four years is the lack of, I will say, county representation in Kona. And you promised to rectify that, and you have named Bobby Command as your deputy managing director, and he will be stationed in Kona, as will your corporation counsel, Betsy Strantz. Although corporation counsel doesn't have a lot of interaction with the public, they're really in internal attorney. So at this point, there aren't many people who are going to be permanently stationed on the Kona side. So it doesn't feel like you're fulfilling that promise. Well, we also have people who are deputy directors that we're looking at out here. And I think we'll be announcing those names in the next couple of weeks or so. So we will have some more people. But we also have people, you know, three of the directors that were chosen come from Pune. And it's interesting Kona feels like they're underrepresented. Pune feels even more so underrepresented. So I think it's kind of exciting to see that Pune will have uh, representation. I can tell you one of our deputy directors is coming from Ka'u. I won't mention names yet. So we've got people in different parts of the island, not just Hilo. So they're actually they're from different places around the island. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Do you expect that your directors will make the effort to go to Kona if there is a need to meet with constituents? Not only will my directors be in Kona, I will personally be in Kona. And one of the things that I'm looking at is I'm trying to figure out if it's going to be coming out on Wednesday, uh, carpet bagging at a friend's house Wednesday night, and then and, and starting off the day in Kona on Thursday or It will be Tuesday or Wednesday, but we're looking at some kind of combination of being out here. For myself, I know in talking to Mo Messina, he's looking at being out here and holding his meetings regularly out here. And he's going to be park and rec, right? He's park and rec. I was talking to Zendo about, you know, making sure that he's out here for planning and Ikaika for public work. So 
I think you'll see, you know, the bar's not very high, but we're going to be here a lot more than the last administration was. And I've told people that if you're a director and you live on this side, there's no reason that you have to come over to Hilo and do all your work in Hilo. And we have a beautiful civic center or campus for the county. Work out of that office as much as possible. Well, I know I talked to Matson Davis, who's a local business owner. He started Kona Brew. He currently owns, it's called Brewery Block, and mm-hmm. he and his wife, Thalia, own Magic's Restaurant, which is down by Magic Sands Beach. He mentioned that he is looking forward to having you spend some time in Kona, for example, nights, you know, take advantage of our oh, local is, restaurants. Is, is Matson offering me a room? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out after he hears this. Matson, are you listening? We'll find out. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Our guest today is Hawaii County Mayor-elect Mitch Roth. Mayor-elect Roth had, as always, a whole lot to say. This interview is part one of two, with part two airing next Sunday. The inauguration is Monday, December 7th at noon. Everybody in the county may watch it online at naleo.tv or at hawaiicounty.gov slash inauguration 2020 or live on Naleo TV channel 55. It will be the swearing in of not just Mayor Roth, but County Prosecutor Keldon Walchin and all of the nine county council members. The keynote speaker will be former Mayor Billy Kanoi. We have a new sponsor this month, in addition to our very, very much appreciated ongoing sponsor, KTA Superstores. Let's hear from Parker School, and then we'll hear from KTA Superstores. I love my school. My school feels like family. At Parker School, we are one ohana. As a student at Parker School, we are known, valued, and nurtured in a safe, diverse, and academically challenging community. I invite you on a Valina visit, a virtual campus tour on Wednesday, December 9th, to meet our school community and discover our historic campus in the heart of Waimea. Call 885-7933 or visit parkerschoolhawaii.org to register for a morning or evening event and to learn about the opportunities for your child at Parker School. Come join us. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And now back to Hawaii. E County Mayor-elect Mitch Roth. You mentioned two of the directors that you've announced. One is Zendo Kern, who will be planning, and the other one is Ikaika Rodenhurst, who will be Public Works. And there was an article in West Hawaii Today and the Tribune Herald on Sunday, November 29th, last Sunday. Nancy Cooklauer wrote it, and she was mentioning that some of the council members appear to have already formed opinions about these selections partly based perhaps on their personal knowledge of the people or partly based on what they're hearing from constituents. And, you know, I personally know I interviewed Ikaika Rodenhurst when he was running for council, and I was actually quite impressed with his credentials. And so was I, I was kind of pleased when you mentioned him for public works. But how do you respond to the fact that council members, I, I, you haven't even submitted them yet for approval, but what are your thoughts about 
maybe prejudging your selections. You know, I, I think that's a, a terrible thing. And I know that some people, some of my friends in the community, especially uh, a couple of people in Kona, um, because of a, a job that Zendo had done for some developers. You know, it's funny because in the same week, my friend Todd Eddins was just selected to be our next uh, Supreme Court justice for the state of Hawaii. He'll be one of five. Todd was a public defender, was a defense attorney. His career was representing murderers, rapists, and thieves. Among other things. Among other things. (laughs) But yet, no one questions that. You know, people have to do a job. They're doing a job. And Zendo and Ikaika, like, like my friend Todd, they will know that they're working for me. We have ethics and, and, you know, different things that we've talked about on the campaign that I'm looking at them having deliver. And if there's conflicts of interest on things that they worked on, they won't be able to work on those. You know, you know I'm very familiar as a prosecutor and how we run conflicts. If you've worked on something, then you're not going to work on it. So I think the worries that a lot of people have, they really shouldn't worry about those things. I know in Kona, it's really just one project that people are a, a little upset about. And relative that, to Zendo Kern, I believe rel- he's rel- relative to Zendo Kern doing it, the planning for a project that's sort of next to Pualani Estates and off Laco Street, right? Right. And if that project goes forward, it has to go through the county council, and so th- there's a lot of things that have to happen. But you know, he won't be working on that project, so. I think people's worries are uh, put in the wrong place. People have to understand that people have jobs, attorneys have jobs, you know, planners have jobs. and So I'm not worried about that. I've talked to Zendo about things that I want to make sure happen on this island. He is very much on board with that. And a lot of the things that need to happen actually are in his district. They're in the Pune district with roads and infrastructure and things like that that Funny enough, the people in Pune, we just attended a meeting uh, about a week ago by Zoom, and Zendo and Ikaiko were there, and they're totally on board with what the community is on board with. And I think when the community you know, gets a chance to meet these guys and deal with them in the roles that they're taking, they'll be totally satisfied. So I'm not really too worried about the council. People have different senses of opinion, but I think what most people are looking at is people want change and you have to you know have that ability to make change zendo for you know all the criticism that people may have had about him you know he was one of the first green builders on our island i think he had one of the very first green structures that was actually certified one of the first lead structures when he was building he's been on the planning commission and He's a really smart guy. I've talked to him about a lot of different things, and he kind of gets where the problems are. And having been on the other side, uh, it gives him an opportunity to make some changes and make some fixes. If we keep on doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome, we're not going to get there. We have to put a different mindset in. And uh, I'm quite excited about them and pretty much everybody on my cabinet that I've chose. Actually, I had the final choice, but that, you know, the people that were involved, I'm very excited about. I always think and I always hope that people will rise to the occasion, you know, because when you get a new role, Mm -hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. And I actually 
have always hoped for that at the federal level, state level, and the county level. I see that, and, and uh, as we get closer and closer to taking over, I'm getting a, a little bit more excited thinking about things that we're going to be doing, things we're talking about in our cabinet meeting, every cabinet meeting, having people report on how they've helped someone in our community, our community thrive and succeed. I think that's really important. Focusing on the positives about people in government, finding things that they're doing well, and encouraging people to really help, and then making the changes that we need to help keep our kids you know, on our island, allow them to raise their kids on this island to give us hope. I have a lot of hope moving forward. Even though we have a lot of things out there, I see a lot of positives and things just keep on falling in place. I got a couple of things I can't really go into right now, but, you know, I think as far as television stuff, film stuff, we're starting to get people reach out to us saying, we want to work with you. And those things are like tens of millions of dollars into the economy boosts. Well, they are. You know, I've talked with Justin Feinstone, who's been our film commissioner, and there can be significant impact, positive impact, from the direct revenue, even with tax credits, and then, you know, frankly, from tourists seeing an island and thinking, well, maybe I do want to visit that place. Mayor-elect Mitch Roth, I realize you've only been mayor-elect for a month now, but... (laughs) Have you already, or at what point will you meet with Governor Ige, with our federal delegation, with our state senators and representatives from this island to discuss what your priorities are and how you and they might work together? Yeah, so I've uh, had several conversations with the governor, the lieutenant governor, with our federal delegation, with people on our state legislature, still talking to some of those. I think I'm going to be meeting with our state caucus within the next week or so, um, having really good conversations there. Moving forward, you know, we all have to be working together, and I'm excited. I've also been talking to all of the other mayors. You know, met with Rick Blangiardi, talking with Mike Victorina, Derek Kawakami. You know, what seems to be moving forward is that we're all going to be able to work together. I don't think any one of us is going out there trying to take the lead. I think we're all looking at working as a team. And if we can do that, we can be a lot more predictable. And I think that's important for our businesses. Well, I think it is really important for all the mayors to work together because even though each island is different from every other island, there are definitely some common needs that can be expressed. So that's a good thing. Now, you're becoming mayor of our county at what I would say is arguably the most challenging time ever in history with this pandemic, which has affected the economy, and it's just, it's changed everything. So I have some specific questions, but why don't you just talk about what your thinking is about how to address the issues that have been created by this pandemic? Well, you know, with every adversity, there's an equal or greater opportunity. Gee, you say that all the time. I know. That's one of my favorite <laughs> quotes, right? Napoleon Hill. And, and I see opportunities starting to show up all over the place. I think that moving forward, we've been looking at COVID and how do we get our small businesses back to work? How do we help mom and pop? And, you know, there's things in the county that we do. For example, we talk about eating outdoors and tents and stuff like that and having temporary structures. And we've been really sticklers about making sure people abide by rules. 
where we should be saying, you know what, what do we know about this disease? We know that if you're outdoors, it's less likely to spread. We know that if you have distance, you're, you're, you're safer. So we know that, for example, if you have a deficiency in vitamin D, you're more likely to have more serious complications. We know that you get vitamin D from the sun, as well as supplementation, as well as food. And so rather than keeping people indoors, let's see if we can get people safely outdoors. And so they're building their immune system and you're getting businesses back to work. I think there's those kinds of opportunities. We've been looking at things one way. Now we start to open our mind and see what things we can we can also do to help mom and pops get back to work. I went to a uh, fundraiser. I thought there's no way we're doing a fundraiser with like 50 people, but we're out at the Hapuna for the West Hawaii Mediation Center. And that was honoring retired Chief Judge Mel Fugino too, huh? That's right. I was so, sorry not to be there. I like Judge Fugino. They asked me to go. I said, there's no way this is happening. I'm sure, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, we're doing it. It's like, really? I'm so glad I went. One, it was a great event, but they were able to space 50 people out over a distance. And when you see it, you can believe it. Being part of that, I was like, wow. Outdoors, you, know, you had a wind under the stars, great distance. You, you had little food booths where you'd go and they had like mason jars with salad that were closed and <laughs> Chinese boxes with like, you know, noodles and stuff like that and little wrapped hamburgers. It was a really cool event. What it said was somebody was thinking outside the box that, yeah, you can do this and you can do it safely and you don't have to fear. And I think moving forward, we need to start taking advantage of those opportunities to figure out how we can do things versus why we can't do things. I think that's really important. And one of the things, since I happen to live on the Kona side of the island, I've been very grateful for is that we do have a number of restaurants that are really open air. Foster's Kitchen, mm -hmm. Papa Kona's, Magic's Restaurant, Huggo's on the Rocks has reopened. There are places that we can go, and it's going to be more of a challenge for the usually rainy or helo side, but we've had tons of rain on the Kona side too. So you're right, thinking creatively. And Jackie Ray's, which does have open windows all the time, they completely remodeled the inside of their restaurant to space things further and put up some plastic barriers that are really good looking. So you're right, it's thinking in a new way because we are not going to be out of this pandemic for quite a while. Well, hopefully by 2021, we'll, we'll be well out of it but we have some time that we're still going to be in it and so there are some great opportunities and rather than just focusing on why we can't figure out how we can that's what i love about thinking about this position is there's so many things out there and you start asking the questions and like i said with ramsey as he was talking to the dean well how about this have you thought about this well 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 we've never done it that way that's not the reason why we don't do it <laughs> Yeah, we, we've never had a pandemic like this, so we have to do things differently. I'm really excited. That's good. I just want to digress a minute. You mentioned vitamin D. As yes. you know, I had COVID-19, and when I talked to my doctor at Kaiser about, you know, now that I have it, what should I be doing? And he did mention vitamin D, and I found studies by the National Institute of Health, which says that if you have a good vitamin D level, you are not as likely to get severe impacts. I've always taken vitamin D supplements, and of course, I play tennis in the sun, even though I wear tons of sunblock. And you did fine. I did, <laughs> I was very healthy, yeah, knocking yeah. on wood, I'll you, continue you know, to be that way. It's amazing to me 
that in addition to social distancing, wearing masks, washing your hands, we're not talking about vitamin D as much as we should. Uh, you know, I've been looking at study after study after study after study that are all showing that if you have a deficiency, you're much more likely to die. Like as much as 11 times if you look at one from India, two times if you look at, at Chicago. Take your choice, but I'd rather have those odds. Looking at calcifidol, which is calcium and vitamin D that they in high doses that they give to people at the hospital, very cheap. Recent study just showed where they started giving calcifidol to uh, ER patients the likelihood of them dying almost went away and their the amount of time in which they were sick goes way down and the likelihood that they're going to have more serious complications went way down. Think about the people that have been really severely impacted on this island. They're coming from mostly care homes. The studies show that as you get older, you're much more likely to have a vitamin D deficiency. If you're not out in the sun, you're much more likely to have a vitamin D deficiency. Look at countries like Japan that eat a lot of fish that has a lot of vitamin D in it. There's a whole bunch of things that we haven't been talking about. And luckily, we live in Hawaii where we have a lot of sun. But the other thing that hasn't been talked about is the darker your skin is, the more likely it is that you're going to have a vitamin D deficiency. Interesting. If you look at people who are dying on the mainland, the black population, Hispanic population, people have been saying, well, it's because of health care. That may not be true as well. I understand that the first 10 people that died in England were all non-white and all healthcare workers. It gets you thinking. And I do want to mention to our audience, we are not giving medical advice for you That's personally. True. You should absolutely talk with your own doctor. But I did want to mention my personal experience. And Mayor Electroth, you're right. I've read the studies now about vitamin D, and it's quite nice. And we're going to pause here in our discussion with Mayor-elect Mitch Roth, who, as of tomorrow at noon, will be our mayor. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. I invite you to join us next week for the conclusion of our discussion with Hawaii County then Mayor Mitch Roth. Until then, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Brought to you by Parker School and by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. And by New West Broadcasting.